2: Hey everyone, welcome to Locked on Lakers for Wednesday. Brian Kamenetsky and Andy Kamenetsky. The Lakers lose Tuesday night, 109-104 to the Dallas Mavericks. They've now lost three in a row and seven of ten. Russell Westbrook said afterwards that it would be easy to start pointing fingers. We agree, so we'll, we'll do some of that next on Locked on Lakers. You are Locked on Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Want well, to thank everybody for making Locked On Lakers your first listen of every day, Monday through Friday, and sometimes Saturdays and Sundays. We get this thing up right and early for you. No matter how you get your podcasts, where you get your podcasts, and Andy, it's never behind a paywall. That's not Damn how right. we. Uh, that's not how we operate. Uh, make another Locked On podcast your second listen of every day. If you want to hear how they're reacting uh, to Tuesday
0: night's game, you can go check out Nick Angstad Locked On Mavs. Oh, Boo!
2: Based, off,
0: based off Nick's Twitter feed, they're they're going nuts. Oh. I mean, I hope some of these people, unlike Nick, you know, act like they've been there before. I mean, geez, that guy. Most of them haven't.
2: Or if yeah. they have, they've been like once, which is adorable. Yeah, um, true. I think the rest of the league, it's fair to say, is, is thoroughly enjoying this season As <laughs> insofar as the struggles for the Lakers are concerned. Um, so uh, we did not get a chance on Tuesday's show to discuss uh, the Lakers bringing in Wenyan Gabriel and DJ Augustine. Uh, that happened after we recorded. We decided it was not worthy of an emergency podcast. Uh, but we will talk about those additions later on. Uh, in this show, but let's start with the game, Andy, because um, I think a lot of people were wondering exactly what was going to happen, how the Lakers would respond to the god awful effort they put in Sunday, losing by a billion points to the Hornets uh, or the Pelicans, Pelicans, I should say, at home. They were, yeah. So that that was one of the things people were looking at. And what would you think?
0: You know what? I I thought their energy and their spirit was really good in this game. They got off to a good start, and then the second quarter started getting away from them. And I started having concerns that they were going to allow that slippage to, frankly, become a repeat of what we saw Sunday against the Pelicans. But to their credit, they came out really well in the third quarter. They outscored. Dallas thirty one to fourteen, and it, it felt thirteen to one run to start the, yeah. the second half. It, it felt like on both sides of the ball, they they were playing with a lot more energy, a lot more effectiveness. They were using disruption defensively to create you know easier, better looks for themselves, and it, it felt like they were actually getting control of the game. But unfortunately, the fourth quarter, man, the wheels fell off in a big way. Four points in the last seven and a half minutes yeah that ain't w- gonna get her done
2: no it is not um it was sort of like they they doubled down on on what happened in the Clippers game a lot of this game, this game actually reminded me of what happened uh when the Lakers played the Clippers uh at the end of last week and you know with the you know lackluster first half big comeback in the third quarter like a real kind of make it or break it third quarter for the Lakers and then you know then they just stopped scoring down the stretch but I We'll get to that. I want to focus a little bit more because I agree with you. I think they they had the requisite give a bleep uh, that everybody talks about and that everybody wants them to have and feels that they need, which is certainly true. And they they're just weren't very good in the first half. They got off to a decent start. That second quarter, they just, again, stopped scoring. Like this team goes through these stretches where they cannot put the ball in the basket. And LeBron unlike the 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 pelicans game lebron was good on on tuesday yeah 26 points 10 of 18 from the floor he had 12 rebounds he had five assists lebron was he played a good game one of his best in a couple and you know they got they got some contributions from mellow but russell westbrook was five of 17 from the floor malik monk i believe five of 15 very in five of
0: 14 i should say very inefficient uh, one of six from Austin Reeves. Yeah, Reeves right now just cannot make an outside shot to save his life. I mean, he made some really good defensive plays in this game. A few that I thought were really good sparks for the Lakers or at very at the very least covered up some mistakes that the other guys made and, and managed to keep him from becoming baskets. But over the last 10 games, he's shooting 28 percent from behind the arc. And a lot of these shots, they are wide open. And he just can't yeah. to go down. I mean, it, if this happens, you know, he is playing. First of all, he's a rookie.
2: Um, and, you know, the league catches up with you. Guys hit the wall, all that stuff. But, all, you know, he is playing significantly more. We only played 17 minutes on, on Tuesday. But, like, overall, he's playing significantly more than I think he certainly expected. Certainly the Lakers expected. And so some fall off is, is, is sure. expected. But I, I think the bigger thing here is that Austin Reeves – shouldn't be in a position where he is needed to be good. It's a, it's gravy. If Reeves is good, it is a blessing. It is exciting, whatever. But if it's needed, your team has a real problem. And, You know, you know Johnson. Stanley Johnson started tonight. Frank Vogel is is throwing everything he can in terms of lineup combinations. He sat Trevor Ariza and played Kent Bazemore on Tuesday. Like you can't accuse. And you know, we we all have problems with Frank. He is trying a lot of stuff, including starting Malik Monk and Austin Reeves together. And you know, the the problem is though when you start Johnson and when you start Reeves, you are automatic. You're right away. Your sixty, you know, forty percent of your starting lineup is a relative non-threat offensively. Then you start adding in. Well, what's Russ going to give you on on any given night? Which is a conversation that we'll have to have once again on this show. And you hope, you know, and if Monk doesn't provide a lot of efficiency, you're, you're just your your offense is is kind of tanked from the beginning. There is no right combination. With this team, which is something that I know we've been talking about, I've been talking about a ton all year. There is no; it is a series of bad decisions that Frank Vogel gets to make every
0: single night. Well, I will say this though, in terms of what Vogel did tonight that I did like is, you know, the the commonality of guys that he played, and it was essentially an eight man rotation. Dwight played four minutes. He played a lot of guys who I think just play with a lot of energy. You know, I mean, even you know, Russ, as much as Russ's energy can sometimes be dictated by, you know, what he's doing on a particular play and how you know close he is to the ball and stuff like that. You know, he's he is generally speaking an energy guy. Carmelo Anthony, even who had a, as you said earlier, a terrific game in this one. You know, Melo plays as hard as he is physically capable of and of all the uh, older veteran guys, I think he is most capable of keeping up with the type of pace and energy that the Lakers want. And like when you put in a guy like Bazemore, Bazemore is an imperfect player. He is wild as hell. And like there are just a few possessions where you are going to have to accept. Dude just went plumb loco on the no outside of the ball. I, and yeah, he's, yeah, not, he's not reliable
2: defensively. There's a lot going on.
0: But. But what it, Bazemore does do is play really hard at all times. And something that I know I've harped on a lot with this team, that energy level, they are limited in terms of the talent that they have. But the one thing we know they have to do in order to give themselves a chance is play hard because they are not good enough to pace themselves. Just so you the- need, you need, all I'm saying is, mm-hmm. you need guys. Who are most capable and most wired to be playing at? I think with that type of mentality and approach, as much as possible, it's not going to solve everything. I'm not claiming that it will. No, but but I but I like though the guys that he had out there tonight in terms of just that one thing that the Lakers can control that gives them a relatively speaking better chance. So there's I, that. The only thing I
2: the only thing I would I would I would push back a little bit or clar- you know would what would want to clarify on that point is the implication there is that you swap out Baysmore for Ariza because you know those guys play harder they're trying hard. no, I, I said Ariza problem... can't
0: keep up with what they're doing I said that, that they, but, they but had...
2: no but like but, uh, but I don't think that was it didn't come through clearly I think or at least as I heard it and so if you said it I apologize but it, that is part of it here like some of their not try-hard, like Ariza's trying hard. He is not physically able. No, he's cooked. Able. He's, he's just cooked. not. Ar- Basemore plays faster than yes. Ariza. I don't
0: know if he's playing harder.
2: I don't know if he's playing with You, you can't
0: possibly do all that crap on the court not playing hard. It's impossible. Like, right, I mean, Bazemore just does, too, like, he's all jazz hands. No, I'm he just saying, but my point is, is, is he playing harder than Trevor? I don't know. No, but he's playing need, faster but I'm not even framing it as a contest. I'm just saying guys who do it all the time because there are certain guys who don't and then there's the guys that need to be able to keep up with what they're doing.
2: Let's talk about a guy next though who should be capable and called himself out um in a big way following the the loss on Tuesday Russell Westbrook 5 of 17 from the floor. And could barely make eye contact with people after the game. It was it was kind of sad. Like felt a little sympathy for for Russ after this one.
0: Talk about that next. Locked on Lakers, brought to you by Prize Picks. Okay, Laker fans, you've been hearing me tell you about Prize Picks for months. If you haven't signed up yet, you are missing out because it is daily fantasy made easy. You're going to love this app for NBA and mixed sport pickums. And for a limited time, here's a no brainer for all our users. You get fifty bucks for free if a player in your first. Prize Picks entry hits a single point, like one point. That's it. But you got to use the code NBA. It's an exclusive. I offer would not available. pick a Laker just to be safe.
1: <laughs> no offensive LeBron,
0: struggles to dude, stay away from the Lakers. Take LeBron. LeBron is going to okay, have that's a one. He, look, he's going. He's <laughs> chasing records right now. LeBron's going to get a point. He's going to get a care How it that's happens? True. No, that's, he he's going to get a bucket. Exactly. So it's an exclusive offer available to Locked On fans only who use the code nba prize has the best nba dfs prop game on the market price Picks offers more nba props than any other dfs prop operator offers all the superstar players as well as bench players only recording a handful of minutes each game and they allow mixed sport entries like you could do the over on lebron points combined with i don't know the under on how many times some ufc dude gets hit like Things like that. I don't understand UFC, but I know people do get hit. I'm Use sure that's the a statistic. Yeah, I think it is. Use the award-winning app on both the <laughs> App Store and Google Play. It should be. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. It's safe. They offer fast withdrawals. So, again, go to prizepicks.com today. Use the promo code NBA or go to the
1: App Store and download the app. If you are not playing Prize Picks, you don't know what you're missing. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. Sometimes you and I need that kind of support too. think of state farm, like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say like a good neighbor, state farm is there.
2: Andy, I'm more of an eye test guy with with UFC, not into your fancy analytical numbers and statistical mumbo jumbo. Um, For those of you who are keeping track, the Lakers are now two games ahead of the Pelicans for the 10 spot. Uh, two games ahead of the Blazers for the ten spot, two and a half, uh, I'm sorry, three and a half ahead of the San Antonio Spurs. So it does seem very possible the way both of these teams are playing uh, that the Pelicans could pass the Lakers for the 10. Um, the question really becomes whether or not Portland... Well, for the nine, you mean. I'm sorry, for, for the, the nine. nine. The, the, the question really becomes whether or not Portland or... San Antonio would be capable of rallying past uh, the Lakers or if given- the Lakers can win enough games to to keep that spot. Uh, and again, it is not a given that they are going to
0: make the play-in as a 9 or a 10 seed. What gives me hope right now is that you know the Blazers and the Spurs, they're in rebuilding mode. They don't necessarily want to go any higher. I assume they're going to decline the 10 seed. <laughs> so the Lakers will get to keep it that way. I mean, like, oh, no, no. I don't know. I'm pretty sure you can say, no. you know, it's all right. You guys take it. Is it like if you get, if you're like a team
2: and you get invited to some like crappy bowl game, you can yeah. just be like, we're not, we're not going. Exactly. I, I,
0: I think, I think. We, the Spurs we, would, we
2: were, we're we, It's the, it's, you know, like they get invited to the NIT. They're just like, yeah. no, it's either the NCAAs or not going. I, I, I think Greg Popovich would politely decline. <laughs> thank you but no um so it is it is still probable that the lakers get in there somewhere as a nine or a ten they are not going to catch the clippers who are now uh, a full four and a half games ahead of them having won four straight um it's just a question of where they land um one guy who's taking a ton of heat uh, following Tuesday's game and put a lot of that on himself was Russell Westbrook, rightly so. He played a bad game. He was 5'17 from the floor. Uh, again, with Anthony Davis out, they need a lot from Russ, and he has not provided it. Um, I'm not trying to stick up for the guy. I'm not trying to say that you know he's being maligned unfairly for his play. He's not. But I really did kind of feel bad for him. On, I, I, on, on Tuesday, it's been a disaster of a season, and Russ is not
0: a bad human being, and this has got to be just terrible. I didn't kind of feel bad for Russ; I felt downright horrible for the dude. I mean, this is this is not just the most down I've seen him look after a loss, or even after a game, Brian, where Russ didn't play well. Like he looked legitimately sad after this one. Like there were a few times where he was talking. His voice actually sounded like it was cracking, like like he was actually kind of fighting back tears. He was wearing like a like a bucket hat that was very low over his eyes. So you you couldn't see his full expression. Like he kept looking down at the stat sheet. And then I believe it was Dan Wojcicki from the L.A. Times asked him what he's looking at right now in the stat sheet And he kept like pounding his fist on the table. And he said, I'm looking at, you know, we lost and. I'm looking at how I need to be better. What I'm doing now ain't good enough. And, I mean, he he looked legitimately like a sad, defeated, beaten down, Mm -hmm. you know, former superstar. Like a a guy looking at himself like he was a washed up has-been. Like he was really, it was uncomfortable and unpleasant to watch. And, you know, and I
2: look... I'm not sympathetic to the sense like we Russell makes a ton of money. He's, you know, all of the, like, I get all that stuff. But, like, you think about what this season was supposed to represent. Like, he was excited. He lobbied for this push. He wanted to come home. He's playing with his, in front of his family, in front of his hometown, and all this other stuff. And, like, the alternate universe in which this is a great story where Westbrook, you know, gets his chip in L.A., you know, and all that stuff. And it has been such an unmitigated disaster, and all the things that would have made it good. And it's an unmitigated disaster to the point that I think everybody is not only expecting, but hoping that it is the they pull the plug on it after a year. You know, I mean, like, I I feel like that's where this is, everyone's going in terms of their hopes and expectations. But like, all the things that would have made it great for him on a personal level make it that much harder. When it sucks, because now he's walking around and his friends and family are like, it's okay, whatever they're saying. But like they know this is disappointing. He's walking around his hometown going shopping, whatever it is he's doing. And people are looking at like he is the you know, he will be seen as the reason and the symbol of everything that has gone horribly wrong this year. And that is a tough place to be. I mean, it It just is. is.
0: Obviously, he is not the reason, but he is a large reason. Like you said, he's representative of so many things. But like this game, you go beyond the stat sheet, you know, 12 points on 17 shots. He missed all four of his threes, five of 17 from the floor. But he got blocked, Brian, in this game at the rim five times. And I actually thought. It was more than that. When I looked up the final stat sheet, I actually thought it was going to be more. I tweeted out during the game at Cam Brothers. Russ's career high for his shots getting blocked is 103 in a season. I thought he was going to pass it in this game. Like I, <laughs> I, 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 like I'm, I'm not trying to kick the guy while he's down. Maybe they've gone into overtime. It, it was it was honestly shocking to see how many times. He just was getting. It didn't matter by who, and I mean, he was getting pissed. Like he was getting outwardly. Like there was a time where Luca blocked it, and there was contact, and he really should have gotten a foul called, but he ended up getting a t. And Frank Vogel got a t right there, and like stuff like that, I think is is what feels the worst for him because Russ used to be that dude that even if he got blocked at the rim, you're gonna feel it. like Russ at the rim right now is not a threat. No, and if not he's not a threat at the rim, the hell is he as a player? Like I'm not. I'm not trying to pile on him. I'm no, not, I, no really But
2: I, I completely, I completely understand. And I think he must exactly be right. wondering that. Right. And this is one of the things that has always made Westbrook unique um, is that sort of style of play and that sheer force that he plays with at the rim and up and down the floor and as a finisher. And uh, and he had that moment where it's like you saw that dunk. Uh, In the third quarter, when the Lakers were making that run, and you're like, "Oh, okay," and so when it pops out, you're like, "You're reminded of what it's supposed to look like." He
0: murdered Rudy Gobert earlier in the season,
2: yes, and you know all of that stuff, but like Russ's response to so many things has always been, "If I just Russ harder, if I try harder, if I do my thing harder, I can fix it." and it's not there and it's it's not because he doesn't care it's not because he doesn't he's not trying the guy if nothing else you know we talk about guys playing for pride like Westbrook is an intensely prideful guy who does not like how people are talking about him and doesn't like the way he's performing he if 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 he could try his way out of this he would he can't and I think that is a it is a it is a, a difficult and uncomfortable place to be and it doesn't excuse his performance in terms of what the lakers need it doesn't excuse it doesn't absolve the lakers for making the trade for him because even when he's played well it hasn't really fit and he's been a scapegoat for basically just doing russell westbrook stuff which shouldn't come as a shock to anybody because they traded for russell westbrook
0: but um, you know but what really but before before yeah. we move off this what what really compounds this is you're also seeing it's not just russ's decline which has become incredibly steep this season but it's coming at a time where lebron is also in decline his is obviously not as steep as russ's but it's there but it's like like lebron is a guy now who is still you know he's still in you know the handful of you know best players in the league but he's no longer the guy that you automatically put in the conversation for best in the league And even more so, he's no longer the guy that you can just drop onto any team and say, all right, LeBron, by definition, his presence fixes like 90% of what you need. You make sure that dude is there. You are in the mix automatically to make a deep playoff run, if not get to the finals, if not win a championship. He's not that guy anymore, which makes Russ's decline Uh that much more problematic because Russ can't pick up what you're missing from LeBron. And LeBron's yeah. not capable of picking up what you're no. missing from Russ. I mean the either.
2: Lakers the Lakers seem to be running an experiment where they try it in his 20th season to see just how weak a supporting cast can we put around LeBron to see if he what he can carry. Uh the Lakers did make some adjustments to that supporting cast on Tuesday that became official, DJ Augustine and Wenyan Gabriel joining the Lakers, uh DeAndre Jordan is no more on the team. He's still very much alive. Uh, we'll talk about. What I will remember
0: additions. DeAndre as he <laughs> should be throwing a pass into the third row in his final game in Staples Center,
2: and then raising his hand and saying, "That one's on me." <laughs> <laughs> That is my favorite move yes, in the NBA when that. guys do that. When they, when somebody screws something up and raises their hand, like my bad. When they are the only or, person, or who when would you possibly like, be blamed for it.
0: When they, when they, I that, and when a player like levels someone with like a borderline flagrant foul and they raise He's their
2: there. hand. My guy, I got it. That's me. <laughs> Just in
0: case you didn't know who fouled him, it was me. me. Uh, yep. Yeah, love that. Uh, all right, so we'll talk about the new guys next. Locked on Lakers brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar makes eating right easy. Okay, for example, have you tried the puffs? If you have not tried the puffs, you are missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting items. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar; they're a treat, and they are covered in 100% real chocolate. They're a fan favorite with incredible flavors like cinnamon and churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. They're Every single one of them is going to be your new favorite. It's going to be impossible to rank them. All built Bars, again, covered in 100% real chocolate and like 130 calories. That's it for most of them. Four grams of sugar, four net carbs, but 17 grams of protein. And that is the good stuff. There's always great taste combinations waiting for you. So go to built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15. Get 15% off your first order. Again,
1: promo code LOCK15, 15% off at built.com. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but really the first words you wanna say are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And trust me, as someone named Jake, that is a fact. That's the phrase that will help you feel good knowing that you have people who could help you find the right coverage for the things you wanna protect. Insurance doesn't need to be complicated with a State Farm agent. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits you because your situation is unique. All right, so Andy, the Lakers have
2: made a change to the roster. They released DeAndre Jordan and they are uh do, do we know yet which I'm assuming it's Dumboya that they released. Yes, it it. Is. Do we know yep. which two-way player it was? It was Dumboya. Thank you. Yes. Um mm-hmm. yeah, so Wenning Gabriel uh is joins the team as a two-way guy and DJ Augustine um takes Deandre spot on the regular roster. Um Let's talk about I guess about you know either one. You know Augustine is the headliner of that. Um you know what was your reaction to bringing these these two
0: dudes in? Um that I actually think both of them make sense and both of them I think can provide some help again. This is relative help. Like neither one of these guys is going to be a savior. Neither one of them was brought in to be a savior and there was nobody on the buyout market that was capable of saving this team. There's frankly nobody capable of saving any team, but certainly not this team. But I do think that they can actually be helpful. For example, with Augustine, like you said, who's the headliner, the Lakers, their offense has really gotten gummy. And you know Ooh. some of that is you don't have AD, and AD is an incredibly important part of what they do. But some of it is they are lacking dudes who can actually run an offense? They are lacking dudes who are reliable outside shooters who can create their own shots. And Augustine can do that at just you know a solid NBA le- level. Like he's a career backup point guard, but he's solid at what he does. He's got a some good, flaws. Career, a good right. career backup. Well, player. you know what he is, Brian. He is part of the fraternity, um, including uh, names like Jarrett Jack, Steve Blake. J.J. Barea, just the the lineage, the fraternity of career backup point guards who've basically made their living torching the Lakers. Undersized backup point guards, like short guys. Yes, Yes. Remember the triple-double. My
2: my concern with this is that they only looked at tape of Augustine against the Lakers and just assumed that he's that good against everybody. He's not. He's only this good against the Lakers. But, yeah, I mean, he's had a good career and he's a solid backup Point guard,
0: yeah, and they they need guy they need guys who can help make this offense more functional. Like, yes, Augustine is going to get picked on defensively because he's like six feet in heels, <laughs> like you know he's he's a short dude. But you know what? Like, th- it doesn't matter how good this team's defense is if they can't score because it's never going to be locked down good enough to offset the lack of offense. Like, they they got to start putting. Some points on Again, the board. Again, a reminder: four points in the final seven twenty-eight yeah. on
2: Tuesday. Yeah,
0: and you know, I think he can help with the second unit. You know, making it so it's not always dependent on having you know LeBron and Russ out there. Sometimes or putting too much on Tht. I actually think it might be possible that if Augustine can do this just reasonably well, you shave a few minutes off LeBron. Just somebody else out there who can orchestrate anything, I think, would be helpful
2: yeah I I think it's a little bit like Rajan Rondo like it's hard to know exactly where he plays or when Russ not playing as well as you need him to it certainly opens up different uh opportunities for Augustine um the floor spacing can't hurt Malik Monk uh, he did go three for six on on Tuesday but has otherwise been in a pretty bad slump shooting the three over the course of February so you know maybe March new month new attitude all that. Um, But, you know, just the team is so unreliable from a perimeter standpoint. If you can't create spacing with LeBron at the five, you're not going to get anywhere. And so it doesn't hurt. Made a huge point out of like this team does not have enough good NBA players. And they've exchanged a guy who was clearly not capable of providing minutes in DeAndre Jordan for a guy who might provide some sort of value
0: in DJ Augustine. For whatever it's worth, Vogel's coached him before too in Orlando. So he so he knows the guy coming in. So it mm-hmm. might be a little bit easier for Vogel to implement him and, and you know play up the stuff that he does well.
2: Um I, I actually do I wonder if the more valuable player just in terms of filling a role and filling a need, uh, is actually Gabriel. Uh, he's 6'9, uh, very bouncy, very athletic, no, not a scorer (laughs) career (laughs) 2.6 points per game um per 36 he's just a smidge over
0: double digits
2: that is low Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm not gonna lie uh um and you know he has bounced around he's this the lakers will be his sixth nba team uh since 2019 so you know that's a lot (laughs) but um you know he is very athletic. He can <laughs> spend a
0: lot of time getting advice from Ariza.
2: Yeah, um, he was born in Khartoum in Sudan. Uh, I did not know that. Just looking that up right now. Um, but I, I, um, I feel like the the what he brings from a height standpoint, he's six nine, an athleticism standpoint, could just be kind of helpful i don't know if you can you know play him and stanley johnson together i don't know like the the lineup combinations with a guy like him in terms of somebody who really isn't is really an offensive negative um you know they already have a few of those dudes and um it's going to be a little tricky frank vogel did say they're going to play him i mean he's not there just to take up space Um, he,
0: he actually said that they're not gonna he it was vogel's on he said it was my understanding and i i assumed what he meant by my understanding was in terms of the way Gabriel's two-way contract works, like any limitations that would be right. there or whatever, he said that he's got a he's got a chance at cracking the rotation. Like they they plan to give him a real look, so he's not going to be treated like uh, well, I two-way guess two-way players
2: like serve games like they have right. to with some of these guys. Although they moved, some of that stuff really confuses
0: well, me. Well, the, the point he, being though. Right, They don't plan to treat him like a typical two-way player of this season, which has been those guys haven't played at all.
2: They haven't played at all. And so,
0: um, you know, I, I, I'm i not
2: going to sit here and pretend like I am, you know, I've done extensive scouting on Wendy, Wendy and Gabriel, and there's a reason a guy like him is available um, to sign to a two-way deal at this point in a season. Um, but just the sort of broad strokes profile, they need – height they you know if they're going to play small they need somebody who can uh jump up and we saw it against dallas and you know these guys guys like Kleba and josh powell and, and those guys who just out athletic a lot of the lakers around the basket and they need somebody who can who can give them a chance around there i'm not sure whose minutes he takes you know ariza's Baysmores um stanley johnson probably some combination of all of those guys um can't hurt um I think my basic evaluation of both of these signings is uh, I agree with you. They could both help a little bit, maybe.
0: Um, I don't think either one of them is going to matter, if that makes sense. I mean, big picture, certainly. I It's going to take a lot. Look, it's going to take a lot to make the rest of this season matter, big mm. picture, other than mattering in terms of the disaster and what you do from it. Uh, last there will thing be a Gabriel- smattering of mattering. Uh, last thing I would just say on Gabriel, just bring in full circle to something I talked about earlier. He's another guy that I think will play with the requisite energy that I think is really important for this team to cap itself out at however high you think its ceiling is. So
2: I would agree with that. Remember Stanley Johnson when he first got here? That was the biggest thing everybody knows. Yeah. It's like, whoa, okay, that's a guy who's moving around a little quicker than everybody else. Uh, last thing I will say to you, Andy, we mentioned that when and Gabriel born in Khartoum in, in Sudan. Uh, when I say the word Khartoum, what is it that you think of?
0: Uh, the horse head in The yes. Godfather. That was the name was the of the name Waltz's of the horse. horse that uh-huh. when when he refused to make that deal to get Johnny Fontaine in the picture, uh, they cut off the horse's head, poor Khartoum. And Khartoum. woke up in his bed with the horse's head. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny Fontaine ended up in the picture after that.
2: <laughs> Khartoum. Um, all right. Well, there you go. I I was one hundred percent sure that's what you were going to say. Oh, yeah. um, so we will see everybody. On... <laughs> the hell else was I going to say? I don't Again, even one... I don't even
0: know what's I don't even know what country Khartoum is in. Sudan. <laughs> I just, At least you I know that long. now. But now, I'm saying right. I, know, I know the horse.
2: Khartoum. Um, all right. So uh, what is it? Clippers on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Got to win that one if you want to get up to the, to
0: the eight. <laughs> yes, you do.
2: Is that just trolling to say that at this point? (laughs) It's It's accurate. It's it's factually true. It's accurate trolling. All right. See everybody Thursday.
1: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.